Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, this is Otaku Movie Anatomy. Breaking down and reviewing some of the best and worst in the animated film genre. Is its power level over 9,000? Or is it just another Yamcha? Find out now on Otaku Movie Anatomy! <laughs> that opening. What did you think of that opening? Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Anything that has an over 9,000 reference, I'm like, Perfect. like. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to Otaku Movie Academy, or Anatomy, not Academy. I'm the best host. I am your host today, Michelle Chubby Bunny, and today we are joined with by... I'm Yuma Ninja, and... Oh, yes, of course, Kaiba Cat, right here, Jonathan Massa, Kaiba Cat, and... Hi, I'm Julie Ray Goldstein. I'm a voice actress and on-camera actress, and in the Perfect Kiss anime, I actually played Risa Nagase, uh, Arashi's mom. She had a very small cameo in the anime series, and apparently from the live-action movie, she is totally not present, but I feel like you still get the movie anyway. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, you know your your experience as a voice actor working on so Paradise Kiss the the anime came out way back. Yeah, I want to say it came out in like two thousand seven. Two thousand five. Oh, two thousand. Well, the well, Japanese version. The Japanese. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably two years later. Yeah, because I remember it was it was I think it was the year I moved to LA. I moved to LA in two thousand six, mm-hmm. and we recorded that. That was my actually my first gig. Um, was doing it and I want to say it was like September, October of 2006 that we recorded it. Dang. So. <laughs> Your first one was Paradise Kiss. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. wow. That's nice. Um, that's, a, that's a solid first. The, I know, especially because I love Paradise Kiss. Mm-hmm. It's all the Aya, um, Ayazawa stuff. Mm-hmm. I love. I love Nana. Oh, I named my cat Nana. My first cat. Oh. Yeah. Too bad that series never ends. Anyone, oh. any fans of oh Nana? Gosh, Sorry. Yeah. That's just not going to happen for you. <laughs> you know, I, I forgot that for the longest time because I just let that series go. Yeah, I yeah, did as well. Because yeah. I, started, I started reading it in like, let's see, when I was living in Japan in 2003 or something. I'm like, yeah. this is definitely going to go somewhere. It, no. <laughs> I think everybody's let it go. Even Ayazawa. Ayazawa let it go. She let it go. Yeah. Just like that song. <laughs> Don't sing it. I'm not Don't do it. Don't, do Don't it. you do it. Um, okay, so today, obviously, we are reviewing the movie, Paradise Kiss, the live-action movie that came out way after the manga finished, way after the anime series finished, mm-hmm. and they're just going to keep it going. And we are very excited <laughs> to review it. Um, so this movie came out in 2011. The manga itself uh, went, went on from 1999 to 2003, so when the Wayback Machine. Um, and then, again, the uh, anime came out in 2005. So, uh, this movie never got, like, an official U.S. release, like, the Ghibli films. I mean, most Japanese live-action movies do not, really. Yeah. Right? No, outside of outside of Studio Ghibli and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's really... You know what, actually, what? to be fair... Except Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dragon Ball Z. Funimation. Yeah. Attack on Titan, guys. Yeah, Eleven uh, Arts has okay. been doing a lot of distribution <laughs> of... Yeah. Yeah, these movies in America lately, like yeah, the past like two years. Yeah, it's, I feel it's like. very recent. The Evangelion movie, I think, got a release, and uh, there's a movie theater in downtown LA that actually shows anime a lot. Um, I remember I saw the Trigun oh, the, movie uh, there. The LA the downtown, downtown Independent. Yes. Yeah, and they showed Attack on Titan there mm-hmm. recently. And they showed the uh, new Boruto movie for yeah. Nar- Nar- Naruto Bol- Bolt's movie. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Boruto. Say it right, kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> was like two weeks ago. So yeah. it's really great that this is happening in our city. 
Uh, I think they do do a release, uh, you know, US wide, but only big cities really get them. Yeah. Uh, but it's but nice. Paradise Kiss did not get it. Paradise yeah. Kiss did not was get it. Back in 2011, no one cared about anything from Japan yeah. in America. <laughs> so it, was, it was just not happening. <laughs> um, but we we cared and we watched it. Uh, I think for all of us, it was our first time watching the live action movie this weekend, right? Yes. No, mm-hmm. I've seen it before. Okay. Well, I've seen it. Before. <laughs> so Yumi was the only one. Be, be different. <laughs> So, um, so in the cast, uh, we have uh, for Yukari Hayasaka, uh, aka Caroline. Uh, the actress was Keiko Kitagawa. You might remember her from her very first live action appearance in the. There was a live action Sailor Moon TV series oh, called oh Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, and she was Sailor Mars. Oh, wow. Was, that's right. That's I right. remember that show. All of those girls are still friends, by the way. It's very cute. <laughs> All the actresses who were the Sailor Scouts. Um, so she was in that, and then um, while they were filming that, she got cast in uh, Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Yes. Oh. I remember her from that. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw that. I saw Tokyo Drift once, and then I just tried to forget it. That was, that was what I felt of Tokyo Drift. I haven't seen Drift. any of those movies. You don't want to <laughs> no. see Tokyo Drift. It, it, no. I, it was, I think it came on TV mean... while I was in another country, and I, and I sat there going, I should not be wasting my time here. I should be visiting the country right now. Yeah. That's technically not Tokyo Drift. It's L.A. Drift. <laughs> But, yeah, because yeah, they film yeah. so much, they so much yeah. in L.A. Um, so she had a small part. She played a rambunctious teenager on her own who got really into cars. I try to go- I try to like look at some YouTube clips of that. It just she has like two lines. <laughs> yeah, she's she's barely in any of it. So, but you know, good job. You're in a you know major American film. Uh, <laughs> and then for the lovely Georgi uh, Koizumi, George Koizumi, um, we have cast or they have cast Asamu Mukai. Uh, he has been in a lot of stuff. Every yeah. drama I see, he's in it. Uh, notably, or at least for me, because I'm a nerd, he was in the live-action TV series adaptation of Maze Butler. He was yes. the butler with yes. the white hair. <laughs> it was so dorky. Yeah. Um, we're, we're at a level here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These guys, yeah. You guys are not appreciate Shoujo. Um, and he was also in the live-action Honey and Clover movie, as Mayama. Oh, I didn't know. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Honey and Clover. It's like probably my all-time favorite anime, movie, manga. So this yeah. is a show right here. The excitement level that is happening over there. <laughs> on this like, side only. Yeah. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah like, okay. Yeah. Let's let's move on. So everybody else in the movie, they're adorable. They're other stuff. It's fine. But you can see from the um, clip we have up, there are from the the picture we have up. Uh, they do not in the movie have dyed hair. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, they all had very all natural, all natural mm-hmm, yeah. hair. Um, it's that, sad. The, yeah, it was something because something about Paradise Kiss is all the color, all the pop, yeah. all the flair, all the fashion. And the, I mean, the, the movie also in in the, the fashion itself, as we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. like yeah. uh, personally, uh, it, they were missing that pop in the hair color and also a bit in the clothing themselves. Mm-hmm. Like I thought they didn't really go the, for it the way they did. Apparently, in the, show. the budget uh, for this movie was something like ridiculous, like low. like it was just like it was like two million, two three or million. Yeah, two, three that's million. very very low for. This is you know in 2011 as a major motion picture. I mean it's 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 Japan, but Jesus Christ, they spent all their money on sending these guys to New York for that last scene. Like literally. (laughs) Honestly, I looked up the budget Uh after that scene. It was after when they went to New York. I was like, whoa, what's the budget on this? I was like, wait a minute. All the budget went into those late scenes. Yeah, yeah. I think the time it was really apparent for me is I love Isabella's clothing. And she had something really regal about her clothing. Like, it looked Victorian mm-hmm. in, in the manga and the anime. Yes. And here, it kind of looked like the back closet of, like, an 80s businesswoman. Yeah. The so she has, like, rough. the... It looks yeah. like it. She had the shoulder. It was very like grandma <laughs> clothing. Yeah. Yeah, and so then bad. she had like a bad wig. Like she had a she shiny did. long 
overly it was tangled half the half movie <laughs> yes. and it really bothered me. I was like, get that girl a brush or buy her a new wig for like eleven dollars from China. This is ridiculous. And it just really it was just so shiny and it, it Isabella's supposed to be like so like beautiful, like you said, like yeah. regal, and she mm-hmm. just came off like as rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like she did not have a lot of time to get ready that day or something. She was like a Madonna cover band. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. a very good description. Nice. Um, so a quick synopsis of the movie for those of you who haven't seen it or just watching our review to see if you should see it. Yes, you should see it if you like the anime, if you like the manga. Mm-hmm. The movie very closely follows um, the original story with a few weird changes besides just the hair. Uh, we start out with Yukari Hayasaka um, re- recalling a time in her life when she failed a, a test as a child. It's really sad. Uh, yeah. And her mother basically kept walking away from her, and she thought, oh my god, if I don't do well on tests, if I don't do well in my life, in my school life, my mother, my family's going to abandon me. And that's that was like the roughest. Very different from the American school <laughs> yeah. system. I can say that right <laughs> off like the bat. You, Very different. Like, I don't know if it was the same for you, Michelle, but like when, when I read that, I was just like, I understand that feeling. Like, failing that test and her mother's disapproval, it was just everything fell apart for her and she's like I have to study and I have to do well because if I don't then my mom is not going to love me yeah so it starts with a strong you know it was rough it's serious it starts with a strong feeling of I have been I've been totally messed up as a kid and now this this is why I'm the way I am uh, she goes on you see her in high school she's already gotten into this you know top high school um, and then she's very busy studying and her counselor telling her she's not doing very well and get it together basically and she on the street on a mote sanda which I'm glad they shot it on a mote sanda where it was supposed to happen in the anime or in the manga and where it happens in the anime it's a very um, fashionable street in Harajuku anyway she, she's shot on that street and then she stopped by Guys, it's quiz time. Arashi. Arashi. Arashi, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop by Arashi and I should know that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like her her fate turns. Um, he scouts her to be a model. She faints. She goes back to their atelier. We can't just call it a studio. Well, and or very fitting of the character. He doesn't just approach her. He like chases her down yes. and like almost tackles her in the street. Well, I mean, she trips herself, but like, right. like yeah. And then you know, it's crazy. It was when I was watching the film. I do realize it's like then he's like, help me carry her. And it's like she's being abducted essentially. She is. And yeah. like everyone else is just walking. Like, oh, don't look, mm-hmm. don't look. Girl being abducted. Just let it go. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is kind of a serious thing right here. I don't Someone know. do I feel something. Like that's very Japanese. <laughs> that's that a very Japanese thing, though. It's yeah. like very mind your own business. Um, so they take her to the studio. Yes. They take her to the. Atelier, Atelier. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. of Kisu. And basically, I'm not going to explain the whole movie. Her life changes because she figures out who she is, what she wants to do, and then George Koizumi helps her find that path. Um, he's the lead designer of this group. She wants to be on America's Next Top Model. You're the worst, Jonathan. <laughs> I actually watched that show. I really uh, did. It's a guilty pleasure. I, walk, I watched point. season one and two. I was yeah, down. I watched season season. Yeah, that was, was crazy. My fiance watches that, and I always hear it in the background. I'm like, but... This is the last season, anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is it, right? Yeah. This is it. All right. So I won't get too much into the uh, actual breakdown of what's different between the movies because our lovely Yume will do that for us. Mm-hmm. So the the actual movie and the manga and anime, there isn't too many differences, so I'm just going to start off with the similarities. Uh, the tone and story is basically the same. It is about a girl who have, lacks a lot of personality and drive, and it's kind of her coming of age, meeting these creative people, and finding her, like her own voice, her own creativity, and her own kind of dreams, which she pursues. And also in that, there's kind of like a young love story where it kind of was in the in the uh, more like emotional abuse yeah, story. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a love story. 
You know, um, all those high school movies that that are love stories are all emotional abuse stories. Might like I people. So. The thing is, when you're in high school, you don't understand your emotions you don't, well enough, yeah. so it's just destructive. Sometimes yeah. it verges on physical abuse too. Yes, I, I, that really bugged me in in certain parts, and I was just like, you know, this is getting really close to rape. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, well, in the movie, yes, I think because it's, it a, it's a live action movie, and you see people doing this stuff that. Yeah. It, it feels more real. It feels more rough. Mm-hmm. Like it, it feels almost like rape. But when you're reading the anime, it's like, but it, in the anime, not the anime, specifically in the manga, manga it's yeah. very sexy because it's very like it, they show Yukari like wanting it also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the in the live action, I was it, like, it mm-hmm. doesn't come across in the live action. In the live action, yeah. it is very rapey. Yeah. Okay. Like there's a scene in a literally a hotel. You and a love it's hotel. a very, yeah. hotel. Uh, yes, very rapey. Like, I understand, like, I'm sorry, but George no. obviously is trying to prove a point to her. He's trying to teach her how to take responsibility for herself. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was like, dude, you could have done that in another <laughs> way. Yeah, you like, could have done that nicely. Yeah. It's like, I'm trying to teach you something. I'm going to teach it so hard, I'm going to rape it into you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, like, my God, please, nobody ever sound that. like that. Oh, God, yeah. I have no one's watching. I mean, <laughs> in retrospect, I could tell that he wasn't going to actually do anything to her. But mm-hmm. still, in the moment, it was just really weird. It wasn't until I thought about that scene afterwards that I'm like, oh. Okay, I kind of feel better about it, but in the moment, it w- it just felt wrong. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I read the manga when I was like in college yeah. and not very experienced, and I thought it was super sexy. And George, yes. And then in retrospect, when you read it, you're like, oh man, he no. was an ass. He was a <laughs> dick. Yeah, like yeah. he was he was awful. But uh, differences, <laughs> differences. So difference, obviously. Um, like in the slide, it's the cast. The cast is completely different looking, and like we said, the budget was low. But at the same time, like, dude, you could have just, you literally could have bought some wigs. Like, what I don't understand, the the most confusing one is Yukari because she's black hair. You, I mean, I'm not a rocket scientist, but Asian people have black hair. <laughs> so I think, why is she wearing a brown wig? I think uh, what happens with the hair color thing, at least, is that um, usually when uh, they adapt anime and manga into movies, they kind of pick which direction. Yeah. They're either going to be very cosplay, and that's when you get kind of like the, like Rurouni Kenshin movie, or yeah. the, like the actors look exactly the same, and it's kind of treated like a sentai almost. Mm-hmm. So the genre is completely different. But this, I think they're trying to tell a regular like love yeah. story coming of age, so they decided, I think that was a choice they made to make everyone look normal. However, this hair, yeah. I think yeah. she had, her, I think the Yukari's actress in her Contract somewhere had written, "You cannot cut my hair," yeah. because she had that's a big old wig. She starts, with, yeah. she starts with a split, and then she gets the wig. For some scenes, she has a wig because her hair is really big all of a sudden, uh-huh. and for some scenes, they're just clipping bangs. I check every scene. I was like, yeah. "This is ridiculous," and the bangs are way too long. And like, <laughs> it's it's just it's not even like the hair color. It's like the casting choice is off for me. Like George, he does not read as, you know, fashionable or kind of Brian Slade, which is who the character is kind of based off of, the artwork. And then, like, Tokumori, he's supposed to be very, like, just, you know, universally handsome Japanese, but he's got, got like, host hair, and, like, it's, so, it's like, such an odd choice. I think, his act, I think that actor is a quarter German or something. Because he, was, I saw him. He was in Samurai High School. Remember yeah, that? he was Samurai and, High School. Now listen, they are being very nitpicky about the clothes and the hair and everything. But they liked the movie. They yeah. they, they, they no, did yeah. like it. But I, this, they, I mean, you could say you guys watching right now. Every week they come in dressed up to the nines. These girls right here. I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to fit in today. Like like you come dressed to the nines. So I know this is your area of expertise. We're just analyzing. But they we're are, not. Yeah. They are going when, down when, on these guys. When we right analyze, now. we're not them. like, oh, you made some bad choices. We're just like, why? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, and you know. 
mean, it's the same thing with, like, you know, like, the whole thing with Arashi's piercings. Like, you can fake a piercing. You yeah, can fake that's it true. That's really easy. That's easy. easy to do. Yeah. Magic. Super cheap. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so easy. Yeah, I agree. I just don't understand. He was the biggest one for me because, I mean, he... from the He didn't look very punk at all. He didn't. No, from the anime, he was not punk. I mean, especially with Arashi, has, like, the pins, you know, and everything. He's such a specific (laughs) look in the anime. And then in the movie, I was like, oh, that's... That, that that threw me off for a second. Yeah. He always, and he doesn't wear any sort of plaid, which he's usually drawn mm-hmm. in plaid. And mm-hmm. it's it's such weird casting choices and costume choices. And that's like the fashion is also one of the the fashion is all like you can see that they tried. They yeah. they definitely tried, but they gave it like a C effort. Yeah. I'd think, like good. Oh, Miwaka was actually my biggest casting problem because yeah. um, she's she's kind of a little taller. She, she is. Is, is she taller than Arashi? Or like sure, she's very close to Arashi, mm-hmm. and the big thing for me with Miwako is there's there's the obvious yeah. height difference because she gets mistaken for a kid yeah. all, all the time, time. Yeah. and here I just I I didn't see it, and mm-hmm. I also hated the 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 little voice that the actress was putting on, but that's <laughs> that's kind of a personal choice. Um, I get that she was higher pitched. It's, yeah, it's, it's like it's the same thing with like her height compared to Yukari. They're both about the same height in the movie. Oh really yeah, and Yukari's supposed to be really tall. Yeah, she's supposed to be about five nine, five ten, I think. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, it was like the minimum height for a for a model. The five eight. Yeah, yeah. I think she's like eight. That's why she doesn't become a model outside um, of Japan. Yeah, but then, then Miwako is like like a head shorter her than her, and I was just like, why did you cast someone? I mean. The actress who plays Miyako, I can't remember her last name, but Aya Omasa, maybe? Uh, yeah, the thing is yeah, that, yeah, yeah, she was captain of the volleyball team, so that's no good. Like, that's not how you cast for Miyako. Yeah, like, like, yes, that like, is Aya Omasa. She was also in Maze Butler. <laughs> she's also, she, she's also in, the, she's also the main girl from The Wallflower. Oh! Yeah. Oh, okay. Which was a good cast. She's okay. good for that movie. That's why I recognize her. Yeah, but not here. And then, like, it's, she's, all of her clothing was super subdued like even when she wore yeah. pink and purple it was like it wasn't berry colors. At all. it was it did not read as happy berry it didn't read as any of the colors that you mm-hmm. find in the manga or the anime it was I think so weird in in the movie's defense the one thing we might be forgetting is that one we are not we are not japanese yes. surprise guys i know it's hard <laughs> but it's um so we're we're probably missing some like cultural cues about what they look like what people like mm-hmm. read from their you know faces you know look a certain way yeah. or exude a certain personality also, and then also it was in 2011, so the fashion was not 2015 fashion, but yeah. it wasn't that long ago. I don't know. I'm a little, was, I'm a little mean, torn on that. I think, I think just based on cultural differences, I think they definitely look different than what Japanese people considered like normal wear for what they were wearing in the movie for fashion. Yeah, but it was definitely it was kind of like they were halfway in between. They went with like a safe like zone instead of going all the full like mile. And I was like, well, just go big or go home. Yeah. Get a wig. I mean, they, they got a wig you know, for Isabel. And it's come to, it's coming down to that a couple times in this conversation so far. It comes down to you know what? Just get a wig. Okay, just just get a wig. It's not. It's, you even said it's eleven dollars. Get a wig. Yeah. Just so you guys know, we both do styling for like photo shoots yeah. like professionally on the side. So which if you guys haven't seen, they do this amazing like crossover X Men gem thing that you guys have been putting out. That was oh, yeah. awesome. Uh, you gotta see this, see this. Yeah, yeah it's incredible. They've, I've been checking out the posts and everything. <laughs> like it's awesome. We are nerds. We yeah, like dressing up as and and as nerds who like to dress up, I can tell you, you don't need two million dollars to get wigs, even lace front wigs. That no, you can use over no, and over. you You need two million dollars to get to New York to shoot yeah. those two scenes. That's exactly correct. <laughs> my God. Yes. And then, for the alternate ending. Alternate um, ending. Yes. So the ending, good, good that you brought up, is the biggest difference from mm-hmm. the uh, the anime and manga. Versus you do not approve. Hated it. You do not. Approve. Hated it. See, I'm very torn on it because. 
the the movie, it's very like romance movie. It's super, you know, oh, they get back together and rekindle their love, and it's kind of uplifting. But the tone of the manga and the anime is that it's realistic. She she yeah. doesn't she she's only moderately successful as a a model. She doesn't receive this New York international fame that they're alluding to yeah. in the movie, and she doesn't end up with George. It kind of points out that you know even if somebody you meet that's you know he they were together for like half a year I think uh, when they met and it completely changed her life. It kind of rocketed her into this kind of direction where she, that she needed. And it, but it wasn't her true love. They didn't end up together, which is very real. Um, I think the manga itself was really important because it gave that sort of realism um, that you don't often see in shoujo manga. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the movie was, you know, it was a romance movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think my problem with it was I understood the manga and the anime's ending in the sense that I don't know why I'm going to allude back to Dawson's Creek. <laughs> I do that a lot. What a good one. Um, if everything comes to Dawson's Creek. Yeah, that, at least for me anyway. Dawson's Creek and Party of Five. Those were like my two shows <laughs> growing up. That's the era. But Dawson's Creek had this thing, and especially in the ending there, where there's this idea that your soulmate isn't necessarily the best person for you to end up with and be together with. And I and I felt that George and uh, Yukari, they're soulmates. They don't belong together in a relationship permanently. They they belong as idealized forms of each other. And by being together, it kind of destroys, at least, I'm not, not to be cynic about relationships, <laughs> but there's kind of a different feel that you, an, an image that you have about people that you live with and you grow, grow up with or grow old with, as the case may be. Um, that you don't that you don't get um, if this is someone who's a soulmate who you have this idealized vision of them mm-hmm. and I, that just kind of destroys it. For yeah, me. I see what you I mean. Like that. you know, there's two people that, mm-hmm. um, as you said, are soulmates but don't belong together. And in this, especially in the manga, it's really apparent. And actually, even in the movie, they yeah. fight the whole time. the whole time. But every mm-hmm. time they fight, like each person thinks about why they fought. Mm-hmm. They they their life changes a little bit, but. The idealized, interesting. The idealized versions of, of each other. So in the movie, they really push that Yukari is George's muse. He's only able to do what he does because he has this muse, mm-hmm. which isn't really true because he was kind of making clothes before he met Yukari. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he definitely changes her life, and I kind of felt it was one way. And the way the manga ended, it made more sense for how it was written. Yeah. However, this movie was directed by this guy. I, I, started, I didn't write down his name. That's not important was me. But he only <laughs> he only directs uh, like fluffy love stories. Uh, so that was so kind, that, that was a it. huge reason. Mm-hmm. But the movie taken as it was, without even looking at the manga or the anime, mm-hmm. I think was cute for their demographic. Yeah. Um, for moviegoers, they don't want to be like they're not they don't want to go to a movie and be like, well, the whole this guy we saw the whole movie being with this girl, they're not together. Yeah. What? I mean, you don't want to see like first love and then it, it, this huge kind of impactful relationship and then not end up together, even though that's kind of real life, you know. And oh, no, please, also, please. it's not necessarily a non-happy ending in the manga and the anime because she still ends up with Tokumori yeah. In, yeah. in the anime and the manga. She's that guy. It's I, I I always kind of felt that George and Isabella mm-hmm. had more of a relationship relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, feel to each other. And yeah. I, I, I yeah. would have liked them to end up together. That's that's my OTP. <laughs> <laughs> that's my OTP for Paradise Ooh. Kiss. It's George and Isabella. So Aww. You know, it's funny, when I, when I was going through all the different characters and I was writing about sort of um, everyone's arc, 
Mm-hmm. Um, Isabella's arc it was is different from everyone else's. Where they're, everyone's trying to find themselves, but she's the uh, the one character who really knows herself already. Uh-huh. But the difference is she's sort of coming into what she's going to do with her life, and it's following George and being with George. And so when I was writing her, I was like, the biggest thing I wrote was she's in love with George. Mm-hmm. Like I went, she's in love with George. So mm-hmm. like that's something that that they they never really touch upon. And since she's always sort of this quiet motherly character in the back who steps in and says the right things at the right time to sort of motivate people, keep people going. I was like, that's something that uh, that I was also kind of mm-hmm. you know touch and interested in that she was probably in love. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah. there was something about the ending that I did like. Go ahead. And it was this for, from an artist standpoint, from a business artist standpoint. Um, it's that. He took his art and had to evolve it in a different way. And that's something that I like. And and Mm -hmm. I I wrote George, his whole thing is that he had to evolve and change. As an artist, we have to constantly evolve and Mm -hmm. change and grow. And what he had to do was take his work and say, you know what? I, I, it's not going to sell in this market, but my work is still meant to be seen, meant to be used, meant yeah. to, and so he goes into costumes and goes into yeah. theater. And I, I, I really dug that concept. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the love story at the end, but the concept itself as an artist, I really liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he gives his, his own happy ending, his own way. Yeah, which is nice. But it's you know all these characters they they start in the, in the story they they kind of all wanted to do they have all these original dreams they have mm-hmm. uh, even Caroline her just dream was just to get into the university and they all change paths like several times um, that group wanted to be Perakisu um, Paradise Kiss and mm-hmm. then their their label like they get all their consignments back and they're like okay this is the end bye like, you know and yeah. they get they get other jobs and it's fine like everyone no one dies everyone, <laughs> everyone keeps moving on and I think that's that's very realistic yeah I like the, the, how realistic it is like everybody has to kind of face their own like failures like George has to face his own failures Yukari has to face her failures early on and then like realize we have to grow up and change and I think it's something that you usually don't see in a lot of like manga or anime because everybody's kind of fluffy and happy but but these characters they definitely have real life challenges that you know like when we were 18 or 19 you know we all, we all thought we were going to rule the world. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, uh, I had a completely different perception on Isabella's arc. Um, for me, I I think I liked it more when I watched the show originally mm-hmm. back in 2005 mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't as critical as I am. Um, I'm super critical nowadays of, uh, <laughs> of um, trans storylines mm-hmm. and uh, trans stories being told. And to me it really just felt like she was a plot device to show that George was really a good person. Like, she didn't really have her own her own personality, her own mm-hmm. arc. She was kind of the magical trans mm-hmm. girl to, to kind of show that, oh, George has a heart. Mm-hmm. George is yeah. a good person. And she does that in the movie, too, where the only big scene that she has is basically to tell Yukari, oh, George is actually this really cool guy because... <laughs> he yeah. changed my life. Yeah, changed, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. He made me this dress. He changed my life. And mm-hmm. now he made a dress for you. So and you your should life be is different. happy. You're totally right on that. Yeah, you are That's right. A good point. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the characters, she like she really is she, the one who doesn't have the the involvement that everyone has. Mm-hmm. And you don't get to see the arc as much, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's why maybe that's why I created that love story for me. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I like that. Well, her entire purpose is to serve George, mm-hmm. even as as a person. What she wants to do. Everybody else has ideas about what mm-hmm. they want to do after Paradise Kiss fails, but for her, it's just like she just grabs that suitcase and it's just like I'm just going with George. Yeah. yeah. I'm. You know, she doesn't and have her own ambitions mm-hmm. and that just uh, it yeah. just really bugs me yeah. her ambition is to make stuff for this person she said <laughs> her ambition is to is attach to somebody else it's based yeah. on somebody else and yeah. 
No, you know, I, some I, people are followers and not leaders. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, I see I that. You're right. You know, the the one the one character they mm-hmm. have in there like that, and that's that's kind of what they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 guess I feel that. I can see that. You know what we really lost? I think from in the live action, uh, besides Isabella. I mean, because in the, obviously in the manga, she gets a lot more airtime. You know, she mm-hmm. has a lot more time to develop and has a real personality. Yeah. But also, like Mawako Narashi. Oh my god. They were like the best. Like I they love were. them. They're very yeah, cute. They look cute. Their designs really cute. Like together. And when I was first reading, <laughs> when I was like a kid, it was very yeah. It's, it's very. It's like a very like, abusive relationship. But it they is. they were cute. But they had this whole other storyline. They try to like shove into the movie in about a minute. So by the way, the guy like right now, he used to be our friend, and now he's not. And blah, 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 and so on. Like it was very just. Why even do it? <laughs> Yeah, no, I that I completely agree with that, and um, especially because they didn't even really get to flush that out at all. They didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they use like a, a, this much of it in the movie when it's like the main story of these characters, and then they just kind of drop it. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. just and you you get no real resolution. The only resolution is at the end where they they all three see each other. And uh, Arashi makes like a a, a bad comment mm-hmm. that really is not funny, and then he's like, "Well, that was a bad comment. That was stupid of me." And it was like, "That's," and I was like, "Okay, that's our only moment." Uh-huh. And then that's the you don't see what happens to them like yeah. down the road. Maybe you mainly forgive anything. each other. They're just, yeah, this yeah, is it's fine. Like, Paradise kiss failed. You guys get the out. All right, yeah. get the out. <laughs> also, speaking of rapey, <laughs> rapey oh, yeah. moments, that moment I remember seeing that moment. Uh, there's a very specific moment where Yukari walks in on them and. I did not feel the same way with the live action as I did with the with the anime and the manga. Yeah, where it was totally. so weird. It, it felt I, flat. I kind of felt that maybe it's also because there was like less personality to Miwako. That me, you know, also going off this this one note of Isabella. It's the same with Miwako in the movie. Mm-hmm. Her one note is, "Oh, I'm." Um, I'm Arashi's sex object. Yeah, and she literally says, it's my job, it, yeah. it's my job to like tame his desires, so I have to have sex with him as much as he wants. Like, I was like, what? That's the longest like sentence she says in yeah. the movie. That's like yeah. the longest sentence she says. Besides, yeah. like, pouting a lot in the yeah. movie. Like, I wasn't even sure if she was trying to be funny when she said that, because, mm-hmm. like, you hear Arashi scream to the door, like, don't tell her that, you know? And it's just like, are you trying to be funny, or, like, is this serious? Because this is a really awkward thing yeah, to say. Was, she was wasn't funny. You met, you know? She looked super serious yeah, when she said so that. It was so weird. I believed it, personally. <laughs> I believed it. I think one of the things that I miss from Uwako a lot is the whole side storyline where she's the younger sister of um, uh, Mikako. Mikako, Mikako yeah. uh, from Gukinja Monogatari, which is a story that happens before Paradise Kiss in the same universe mm-hmm. um, that Ayazawa wrote earlier. Which does feature Risa Nagasa in a bigger role. It yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, because Risa, um, the character that she voice act is voice act verb X, is the best friend of Mikako. I keep forgetting her name. And it's really nice, actually, that, you know, in the manga, it's it's kind of continuing that story, but with the younger generation, and then you get to see uh, Mawako's whole arc is that, oh, my sister is doing really, really good with Happy Berry, and I'm never going to be as good as her, yeah. but she kind of, like, finds her peace with just being with her boyfriend and, like, working under other people, and mm-hmm. she that's, like, she's just satisfied with that. And she, she learns not to, like, beat herself up about not being a genius at things, yeah. and I, I kind of... As somebody who was kind of mediocre at things in school, I just, I was like, cool, I'm good just being B. No, I read a comment about that. I was, because I was doing just research for the movie, but somebody else mentioned that, which is like, every character in this film 
find some level of happiness that what is not what you know Hollywood equates with happiness. You don't get to the, you know be the hero with the flaming sword at the end of the movie. Like you know, Yukari finds like moderate sex. She's happy with that. She's got her husband. You know, Mikako. I mean, Mikako works for her sister, and she's happy with that. Isabella and George go and they go on to different paths, and they're happy with this. It's just very realistic happiness. Yeah. We just live day to day. We're <laughs> yeah. just doing the best we can. Yeah, what's, what's, with the movie, so many characters, by losing their arcs, they really lost those senses to the personality uh-huh. that I fell in love with mm-hmm. uh, in the manga and the anime. Like Miwako. I, I, yeah. I feel like you, you did learn so much about Miwako, about um, her relationship with her sister, and that makes you actually care about her. Uh-huh. I didn't care about her. I, I really yeah. didn't care about her in the movie. I think it's yeah. just any director has a has a lot of problems with an ensemble cast, and this director mm-hmm. was just like, I don't know what to do. I do love stories, but okay, we'll we'll give him like ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he really just made the love story. Just focus on yeah. that that yeah. odd love story mm-hmm. as it, opposed to just the Yukari and George. George show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as opposed to anyone else really, because everyone else were just you know minor blips side characters for the most part one thing that I did like about the movie that the movie did better than the anime is I felt um, Yukari's mom was a lot um, more sympathetic in the movie she was she was I I actually felt for her and for the journey that she went through Mm -hmm. in the movie Mm -hmm. more so than I ever did like in the anime and the manga I just hated her I thought she was a terrible human being and a terrible mother but she goes she actually goes through this full arc in the movie Movie and I, you know, at, at the end when you're seeing her actually look at Yukari and be happy that her mm-hmm. her daughter is happy, at I, I was just like I I feel for you, girl. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. for you. And the arc that Julie's talking about is basically that in the movie, yes, she she is you know mean to her child, but then when Yukari runs away from home mm-hmm. uh, and she calls home, her brother says, you know, her really smart tiny brother is like, <laughs> yeah. you know, mom has a hard dad's. Away, and away. <laughs> um, you know she's she's trying her best to take care of all of us, and she doesn't know what to do, and she's really worried about you. Yukari has this moment of like, my mother's a person, not this like animal, this mean person, mm-hmm. this mean you know thing. And I think that really brings her around to being more relatable as a you know single mother. Yeah, and during mm-hmm. that walk, during Yukari's like moment of her walk, like, and mm-hmm. it's really is like, I mean, I, I, I don't know why a baptism is coming to my head. Being like, she walks <laughs> into the water and like walks out a different being, like, like what that's like. What happens? She goes down. She goes down the walkway. Uh, the runway, excuse me, and she does her walk, and she's like owning it and on fire. And then she turns and sees her mother in the audience, mm-hmm. and there's this powerful moment where, like, on stage, she starts to cry. She like mm-hmm. gets she gets verklempt, and 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 the mother is re- reactive, and they have a moment together where Yukari is doing what she wants to do with her life, and the mother recognizes, and it's a really beautiful moment, and it's really mm-hmm. nice. And that's sort of how Yukari sort of finishes the rest of her walk, and that was yes, yeah. nice. and oh. her arc. Yeah. Oh, I just need to mention something about. The fashion show. I was really uncomfortable with the girl with the, the three dogs. What was up with that? I don't know what was going on oh, there, but yeah. I was watching it going like, why did we suddenly walk into like Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Yeah. <laughs> that fashion show was an atrocity. I, oh I couldn't even screen cap oh. all of that. There was just too much. Um, but yeah, I guess that, that's a good segue into the weird fashion of this yeah. the show. Was there anything else about characters we got? Are we good? Um, let's see. Anything? So we kind of hit everyone, didn't yeah. we? I guess yeah. the only difference. I, I did have a question. Uh, mm-hmm. Kaori. She was. Oh, she's Cody, different. Yeah. She's Cody, different. Yeah. yeah. She's different in the manga, right? Like, Kali in the manga. comes in like 
a, just a couple chapters. Yeah, she's but she's like the rival in this one. Was she the same in the in the in the in the anime? Was she she was she was like someone who was older? I thought. Yeah, she was older, and she she won the competition the year yes. before. Oh, yeah, right. Yes, yeah, right. and, and it was offering George like a job. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it was, that was the only like big major difference of the characters. Yeah. I, I liked I liked her the setup of her in this movie is that they say it like four five times in a row. Oh, Coyote is the one who has to like slog through things and work really, really mm-hmm. hard, and you know have things turned away all the time. But George is the one who's brilliant and just has flashes of inspiration. Mm-hmm. And gee, that gee Willikers, that's too bad for Coyote. They never really get back to why they keep mentioning that. Like, what? What's the greater purpose of that? And Coyote wins, so Coyote wins the fashion show mm-hmm. um, with his weird cowboy outfit. Um, it was oh, more. Yeah. It was more a commercial success type thing that Correct. she yeah, she yeah. was able to make stuff that you could sell immediately. Yeah. And and I, I think that's something they also touch on in, in the manga and the anime, yeah. where Coyote stuff it what it won out because she could market it and mm-hmm. she was able to produce because no matter how much inspiration or creativity George had, none of it was ever going to work mm-hmm. on like a commercial level for consumers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Oh no, I was just curious what we have on the chat. I was curious if anyone had any any oh, thoughts. I don't know. Or, uh, you, you may is on, on chat duty. Yeah, or especially any questions for Julie. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking well, let, going back to the fashion, the one sure. piece I really did like mm-hmm. was that piece that was going back to the '80s businesswoman thing. There was a piece that was '80s businesswoman meets like a festival kimono, and I actually really liked that one. It's, oh, it was in, in the fashion show. In the fashion yeah. show, yeah. That was very... <laughs> I don't know, I saw that and that was very, like, 2008 to me. I'm like, what's going on, guys? <laughs> no, let's, let's talk about the, the the blue dress for a moment. Okay, so... <laughs> so, in the manga, oh. I remember looking at me like, wow, that's beautiful. And then, like, I remember seeing it, like... It was before the movie, but they had, like, it in a museum, and I've seen other cosplayers do, and I'm like, yeah, that translates so poorly to in real life. Like, her weird, like, long braids everywhere, I was like, this actually doesn't look that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the this whole fashion show that the whole, the whole movie is kind of leading up to, even though it continues for a long time after that, is that <laughs> there is a fashion show where George must complete and, you know, and compete with this dress. And the dress, which, as you said in the manga, yeah. is like this... Because it's drawn sparkly, yeah. it's supposed to be beautiful, but it's very frumpy. They did adjust it to be a real dress with actually not that many roses on it, even though they're yeah. frantically painting roses at the very last minute. Yeah, right. And I was like, yeah. but there's no, only like them. three roses on your head. <laughs> yes. I don't know, where are they? Yeah. They just did like one of those squiggle ruffles and then called it a like, <laughs> It was like the roses that they ended up using, and I was like, those are obviously like you bought them at Michael's. You know? like, I was yeah. like, these are not hand painted. Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah, but it wasn't whole, in the budget. I remember it was, the budget went to the New York trip, so yeah. let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a whole scene where they have all these like, different hues of blue, and they're painting them, and they're like, oh God, how many more? Uh, we don't but have enough none time. of them make it onto the dress, guys. <laughs> yeah. she, she has like four big roses in her uh-huh. hair. She has a few on her shoulder, and I believe that's it. It was sort of like yeah. if you watch Project Runway, how they're always scrambling. <laughs> Rambling at the end, and then yeah. they're just like, you know what, just some, just, yeah. just tape them together and it'll make do. I think that's what they did. They were like, you know what, the roses didn't work. Just just, <laughs> just push her out there. Yeah. yeah, so this is supposed to be the big, like, drop-dead gorgeous look of this, basically the entire movie, the most fashion-y yeah. fashion. And, you know, I don't know, I think they made some really safe choices, it to looks, be honest. It looks like hair. a quinceanera dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a one-shoulder yeah. one. Hold on, okay, I'm going to do this, ready? Oh! In, I'm actually Hispanic there. That's, that's actually true. Hispanic. Everybody stop writing your letters. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, doesn't it? Because like in the manga, I mean, I've even seen cosplayers do it better than than what they did. Like I think they were going for real, like a real fashion thing, but it didn't. It kind of felt like it. it just, like it feels very safe to me. Yeah. And I, even her runway walk, I hate. I'm so nitpicky. Yeah, but they were like, 
Because in the manga, it's very she's. It's a hard. How how would you act this scene? Tell yeah. it, Miss J. You Do it, Miss J. You have to walk the runway in such a way that in the manga she st- she stops and she stares mm-hmm. at people and she gives them a look which brings them to paradise. Yeah. <laughs> and in the movie, she just kind of. I think she doesn't have a very fierce looking face and that's just the face she's born with guys I don't know but she just looks and she's very like she just doesn't seem like she doesn't she's move ever her, walked she doesn't move her eyes around she doesn't yeah. like, like move her eyebrow. her eyebrows stay like this the whole she time she doesn't really interact with anybody yeah, and it's kinda, just like it was, you've never a watched a like, show girl you girls are tearing her apart <laughs> also she has Peggy Hill hair going on <laughs> I don't know why that bugs me so much is but that the hair she had in the manga I can't remember no, no. it wasn't at all like, her hair that, was like all tied back and then braided and tied around her body and stuff oh, in yeah, the manga but yeah. it wasn't like that at all. Yeah, it's true it's very Peggy, Peggy Hill it's very Texas like mm-hmm. that's what I thought of when I saw that that look I'm like that's it big is. Texas hair that's not that's the hair that should bring you to paradise guys (laughs) that's my purse (laughs) perfect so she this is this is the fake look and actually um, there is a whole room of George's clothing that we get to we get to peek at yeah yeah we get to see all George's clothes so there's two there's two of George's rooms the first one is uh, the room in his apartment when Yukari's staying there she kind of you know he, you can see up on the screen he has this really great light box table that he just lays around and keeps it on all the time which is funny because I don't think that's a real thing <laughs> but um, you know and it's and that red that red dress that's supposed to be the first dress he ever made in the, in the very front of this picture is a dress you can literally literally buy in, in Santiago and go downtown and buy this like immediately or go to Max, and it's just it's this cheap flocking fabric yeah. that you can buy anywhere it's been around for like 20 years I'm like, guys, you, these are supposed to be all one of kinds. You couldn't just, your costume department couldn't source this from somebody. I, I will Jesus. say, yeah. like, they, they are all over that. I wouldn't, I didn't notice that. And yeah. I would never notice something like that. It like, looks, honestly, it looks cheap, like, know? this is, this yeah. is, like, the only thing I, I, I think I could ever find the, to wear today. And I was like, yeah, I have to wear this. And I have, like, yeah. one jacket. So here it is. I think because it's so heavily focused on fashion that then when they do show the fashion in this movie, mm-hmm. it totally falls flat. Because mm-hmm. it's just yeah. like, I was very surprised. I yeah. don't think. I don't I just don't think they hired a good person for under yeah, three million dollars. <laughs> that was the thing that really surprised me because I I had not actually heard that this movie was made. And when I when uh, Jonathan was telling me about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see like how they visualize this and how they created all these images. Yeah. And then I'm watching the movie going like, well, I'm amused, but yeah. this just doesn't visually pop the way that yeah. the mm-hmm. the anime the anime and the manga do. Because even yeah. in like that shot that that last photo of like George's like horde or whatever like everything and like my biggest problem is everything's so dark like it's it's a, it's a red dress but it's a dark red dress everything's like a navy blue and it's just like mm-hmm. that's not the color palette for ILR I think that's the truth there because they, they literally probably just went out and bought it like at Kmart yeah. or whatever you know I'm, I'm and then returned forever the next 21 day. <laughs> exactly right yeah if you could if you look closely all the tags are yeah. still on it right there um, and then she at the very end of the movie well close to the end of the movie she gets a key um, which is it's very cute she gets a little jewelry box in mm-hmm. the mail for, and this is how it happens in the manga also she opens it up there's a key with a map and she goes and it's he's moved his collection to a storage some giant storage unit for her for some reason um and she just cries and cries because mm-hmm. she knows that this is this is a good revelation moment, yeah. I think, for her where she's like i was his muse he taught me all these things and i 
Now I have to remember him with all his clues. Uh. Yeah. You know, in the anime, they, it was in like like a storage thing, right? Mm-hmm. And, that, and it yeah. seemed like a very you know, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense there. But in, in the movie, it was in like a dilapidated, rundown like oh, yeah. uh, like, oh, yeah. like place where like where I was like, you know what? There were squatters here, probably. Like like there's yeah, like like Bilbo Baggins in the corner. Bilbo like, hey, 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 hey. like I was gonna say methods, but Bilbo Baggins. In my head, the methods named Bilbo Baggins. You know, he's like, my name is Bilbo Baggins, and like and he's like making a fire. Like, no, but it's true. Like, it was in a dilapidated place where she had to, like, run through this, like, you know, destroyed from an earthquake, like, you know, building. And she, like, runs for, you know, 20 minutes to, like, the in back her room in yeah. her heels. Yeah. And I was like, dear Lord, why would he make it so difficult? It felt like a Walking Dead set piece. <laughs> it it yeah. really did, yeah. Like, like oh, the walker's going to come out. I'm Yukari. Yeah, it's just, uh, this, this is because this is they, wanted, they really wanted to hone in on George is a giant D-bag. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what a jerk. <laughs> like, you couldn't even make it easy. Like, take it to her house. Speaking of, from all those other scenes, that was the scene I was most afraid she was going to get raped in. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, guys, in this movie, there's a lot of almost rape. But it doesn't. It never fully pans out, so we're all okay with yeah. it. <laughs> oh, and the sexuality of this movie, which, we, you know, we have all the almost rapiness. Um, in, the, in the anime, it was very, like, it was a sexual thing. Like, yeah. she's, she has sex with George. Oh, and, like, yeah. she, yeah. like, comes on to him. In the movie, it was not like that. She was more like, no. No. Okay. Yes. No. Like. Yeah, um. But yeah. in the in the in the anime, she really comes into her own sexuality, yeah. which mm-hmm. that's something we didn't see in the movie. Which I guess they're making it very fluffy and soft and light. This but is a PG movie for sure. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I like that ranch. I yeah, like it. But for someone who directs a lot of um like fluff, romantic romantic, fluff, romantic yeah. fluff, I I didn't get that kind of romantic flame between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Like I got that idealized vision of each other, of uh-huh. who each other was and what they meant to each other. The muse and um kind of figuring out who she was through George but I never really got this big flame like they romantic fight flame the entire between time them. and he's really mean to her he's super yeah. I mean like even if he's telling her the truth about like the world and stuff and and whenever she's mad he, she just, he just tells her facts but it's like why why are you so mean to her then? And then, then why do you kiss her? Like, what, what was that all about? You know, we've all had those relationships where it's like makeup sex, where like you fight and it is it is hot. It is <laughs> like the fighting is. is hot, but it wasn't like that though. It, it didn't have yeah. that. Like, it wasn't like that fighting, like, oh, I, I hate you, I hate you. I'm going to rape you tonight. Like, no, 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 we didn't have that. Like, it was more just like, I hate you, I hate you. <laughs> That's what kind of what it was. Yeah. yeah. I think speaking, I, I think we've like knocked down a lot of these visuals so much, but yeah. I will give Sorry. a positive point. The, the point that I did feel like the visuals did match the anime and manga was where they would just have a shot of a room. Those yeah. shots, yeah. I felt they really nailed. The atelier like, was really, mm-hmm. really spot nice. on. All yeah. the establishing, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. They spent a lot, I think they spent all the money in the first like couple scenes and then the last yeah. couple scenes. There's a lot of still shots in the anime uh, specifically, because you can't really tell that in the manga, but mm-hmm. they're in the anime specifically, there's a lot of still shots of the atelier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really felt like they got that right. Yeah. That was the mm-hmm. one visual part of Paradise Kiss that they got right in this movie. Yeah, Yeah, they um, I think in the manga they even say you know, maybe it was an old bar perhaps, and it's definitely an old bar the way they set it up, and you see um, at the very beginning of the movie, or is it the beginning of the movie? They they go down, they pan down into the atelier, down the stairs, 
and you see, you know, all this, like, lovely fabric everywhere, but, like, kind of as- askew, you know. Yeah, I actually looked at, because I, I own the manga, and, like, I looked back at the shots of the manga, like, the first few pages, because it's kind of Yukari just kind of looking back at her life, but, like, the first parts of the movies, like, they really, like, tried to set it to look exactly like it was drawn. It was, like, I was like, wow, impressive. Mm-hmm. Whatever your set director was at this point <laughs> did a really good job. Yeah, even the set of uh, when they, she goes to George's apartment in New York, Okay. Yeah. yeah. She does yeah, that. Yeah. But like that that was very that, that was, very was a really nice apartment. They yeah. hung like fabric on the side so it, just, it didn't serve a purpose just to like flow with the mm-hmm. wind cuz the window was open. It well, was I know why it looks so nice. All the budget. Oh. <laughs> oh. There was one thing uh, that, you know, the, the music was fine for the movie, mm-hmm. but the music for the anime was amazing. I mean, that was yeah. one of the key yeah. points for me in this anime that I loved was the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, even having Franz Ferdinand at the end, oh yeah. my gosh, yeah, it was they so must have good. really shell out for that, that the, the oh. latest for that song. Yeah. So that was something that, the, I mean, I, it's hard, I guess it's hard to replicate. So the movie, yeah. you know, I, I, there was one thing I came in going, oh, I hope the music can match mm-hmm. like that anime, but obviously it couldn't. So, you know, sad mm-hmm. face on that, but it's all right, it's still good. I kind of wonder, you know, as as we are all fans of like manga and anime and like long running properties, mm-hmm. and then we see a movie version. Is there ever going to be a movie that we look at and we're like, yeah, you really nailed that ten years of manga? Like it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's, very it's hard. hard. Yeah, because like I was going to say the same thing. Like it's hard for like two hours to kind of get all of the two depth hours, of guys. these like characters <laughs> that were like in five chapters and twelve episodes. I mean, even the, even I think it, the anime in twelve episodes didn't nail all everything from the manga. You know, <clears throat> scarily enough, um, the one time that a manga actually translated really well to a live-action movie, my favorite, is actually an American movie, mm-hmm. Edge of Tomorrow, which was an adaptation of a manga called um, All You Need Is Kill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 I didn't know that. really, I didn't know really that. thought that that movie n- nailed a manga better than any other live-action movie I've ever seen, which is odd, because it's not really a Japanese movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. They Tom had a Cruise. budget. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They just—I think what happened to the Edge of Tomorrow is that they just kind of marketed confused, mm-hmm. confusedly. Because mm, <laughs> didn't it flop and then they changed the name? And they changed the name, so you couldn't like was the Edge of Tomorrow or is it like Live, Live Die, Die Repeat, repeat. Yes. or whatever? And uh-huh. it's such a great movie and it's yeah. such a great yeah. adaptation of that source material. Well, it apparently, really is. there mm-hmm. is one way to do it with a million dollars. More than more than one million dollars. Have have dollars. dollars. The trick is have a Billions lot of money of and yeah. Yeah. lots of thetans and lots of what? Thetans. Thetans. The Scientology thing. That's right, that's right. Tom Cruise. That's that's Tom Cruise. Midi chlorians of Scientology. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The, yeah, OT, OT yeah. levels. Yeah, yeah. overthinking. Oh man. Um, so, but oh, I will say, if you ever want to, like, it's not a, it's not based on a manga, but it's based on a book. But the greatest film that I've seen that was adapted from a book, and it was way better than the book, was Fight Club. So, guys, if you ever want to see an adaptation? Yes. Fight Club is way better than the book. Like, that's the, okay. the, the epitome right. for me. All right. So, basically, on this show, we will rip apart every movie we watch, <laughs> even if we really like the property. Um, <laughs> okay, well, let's end on a positive note. You guys, what was your favorite scene or line from this movie? Like, what do you think it was? Hmm. That's right. You know, it's so funny. We do this every week, and we no never are ready prepares. for this. We never guys. we prepare all this information, but never this one moment. We never prepare for this moment. Favorite scene or moment or line or I like. I, I really like, and it's it's very generic, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense in a lot of situations. But Isabel, when she has her five minute speech, the only time she gets to talk in the movie. <laughs> And she talks about, uh, and this is an exact quote from the manga, uh, every time a girl puts on, you know, all you need is a new dress and, like, you know, hair and makeup, and you you can be reborn over and over again. And it sounds really, it's word for word, it sounds superficial, like, oh, girls just like to dress up and be different people because they can't be themselves. But I, I, I really, 
as a woman who has grown up looking a lot of different ways, and I change my look a lot too, and mm-hmm. you know, so does Yume, uh, it's true. And it's I really true. and that really resonated with me. And it was, it didn't make sense in the way she was saying it to Yukari in the movie, but like for me, that's in the manga when I read it. I remember just it, it felt like, you know, how you dress and how you look is important to your to you should be important to yourself. You know, well, before actually- anything. I was actually going to mention that same scene, and I love mm-hmm. it. And it does make sense for... It, it really brings out Isabella's story, yeah. too. It's because that was the, the truth of her life. She never felt right until she found the right clothes. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, she was a completely different person. Yeah. So she's talking not... She's not just talking this fluffy talk. She's talking from personal experience. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I really liked. And it's the only time that she really got to come into her own. Because every other time she talked, I was just like, Oh, I'm going with you, George. Yeah. Oh, George is over there. Like, literally, that's every <laughs> other line of her. Five over lines, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, George is that way. And, oh, and the time she talks about the stew that she's making for Yukari. Oh, yeah, that's that the only weird. other time. I didn't get that. There, there was more of a motherly vibe to her in yeah. the anime and the manga that yeah. just didn't translate in this yeah. film. But that one scene, I, 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 I did feel for her. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. I really liked that that speech. Yeah. How about you guys? I got mine. I got mine. It was um, it was actually the end. It was uh, George's artistry coming into the theater. Uh, you know, as someone who performs in theater, as some that's that's my my job. I have a show coming up, guys. I'll let you know all know all about it. It's coming up in uh, in December. It's fantastic. Check a sweater. No, no, it's great. It's me. I'm with Marina Sertis and Neil Patrick Harris. It's gonna be a great show at the Laguna Beach Playhouse. And I and I love that. Um, I love that he was able to take his his artistry and evolve it and change it enough and, and put it into costume work for the theater. And I actually really dug that. And he had his little butterfly mark mm-hmm. on it. And I, mm-hmm. I, I that gave me a nice sense of like, yeah. like, oh. he, like he's doing it his way. Yeah. yeah. And I really I really like that. Mm-hmm. I dug it because I, I as an artist, it's a very difficult world that we work in and live <laughs> in. And to make it as a business, you know, I mean, that's that's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it is probably the scene with her and her mom on the right. I think just because. As like the entire series, like I think for me the biggest draw is more about Yukari and her mom and the relationships. I think it's just because I'm an Asian child with with a tiger mom and like having to always kind of perform for your parents. I mean, like when her mom kind of finally acknowledges her and it's like, okay, you can you can maybe you know what you're doing and you can go live this dream even if I don't understand it. Because I think I mean maybe you understand Michelle, but like you you get this moment that's, with that's your parents. A, that's you know? a moment like, that never happened to me. For me. Like like for, for me it happened. Like, I want to say it's been over 10 years since I've read this. And when I was reading it, I understood Yukari's plight. Like, my parents didn't like that I was going to be an artist. They were like, you're wasting your life. You need to be a doctor. (laughs) And now my parents are like, you you kind of got it. And it's okay. You're fine. You're not going to die somewhere. And I won't have to come back. Yeah. So I I look at them like, that's really awesome because I feel like I understand exactly what happened there. And I'm kind of getting that from my parents now. So I, I really liked it. Nice. My parents are like kind of okay with where I'm at, but they're also like, but you can still maybe marry a Vietnamese doctor at some point. I'm like, I'm already married. It's it's over. It's not happening. Yeah, mom. And my parents are just like, just have a kid now. But yeah, like parents are like, you, you, you're yeah. an artist. Oh my god, crazy talk. Oh my gosh. Uh, so overall, would you guys rate the movie out of five? What do you think? Uh, oh, out of five, uh, out of five. Three, I give it a three point seven five. Okay. 3.7. I mean, the movie totally has its flaws. Uh, mm-hmm. I prefer the anime over, you know, over the movie. Um, I would think if you've seen the anime and you're a fan, watch the movie. I think you will actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a fan of the anime and I enjoyed the film. It, but it doesn't come without its faults, that's for sure. So 3.75. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd i give it the same around 3.75 or 3.8 because it, it's very enjoyable. Like, I was never bored by this movie at all. Um 
even coming from it from a from a perspective where I knew these characters. Mm-hmm. But still, it, it's not a perfect movie, mm-hmm. but it's fun. Yeah. And, you know, as long as you enjoy yourself and you enjoy the journey, I, I can't not recommend it. Mm-hmm. So, for the first week... I'm actually going to agree with Jonathan. I'd give it a 3.75. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We agreed. <laughs> yeah, finally. Because oh I, I, I agree. The same thing. Like, it, it has a lot of flaws, and it's, it is got kind of, it loses a lot of its kind of magic from the manga and the anime. And I, as, as a fan, I really like the manga and the anime. But the movie is not boring, and I still liked it. I still enjoyed it. Even the fluff at the end, I still mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah, I'm going to have to actually agree. This is the first time <laughs> are we across the board? We are across the board. Because okay. I would have wow. gladly given this thing a, a four if, if there was fashion involved. Yeah. So I was and wigs. Yeah, <laughs> I was excited to see it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, that's, that's a big focal point mm-hmm. of the uh, manga and the anime. And it just... But um, everything else, you're right. You could sit here, watch this movie, enjoy it, remember your youth. Like, it's very nostalgic for me to watch yeah. this movie and, and have all these old memories be, like, wrought up from... Oh, like being like being a freshman in college and like reading the manga for the first time. And all my friends were like, "Oh my god, we were all borrowing each other's copies. We couldn't like afford to buy them all." And it was like a really, you know, like a formative time in my life. And it was nice to be reminded of that. And yeah, yeah, yeah it's what, not bad. What, what do you have coming up? What are you working on? What's going on with you? Oh, um, I currently the project that is in production that uh, that I'm working on is called Gen Z. It's an original animated show. Um, it's really cool. Our promo is up. Um, we have been experiencing a lot of online harassment. Um, which which is really, really weird. And our trailer was actually down for a couple weeks, but now we're back up. Um, so I'd say go check out that promo. Um, it's currently being shopped around. Uh, hopefully it'll find a home, but if not, it's going to have a home online anyway. Um, that's what I'm working on right now. Also recently, probably also on iTunes and Amazon, mm-hmm. I was on Tim and Eric's Bedtime Stories the first season. I think they're doing a second season now. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, wow. um, and I worked on an episode of Henry Danger, which was really cool. Um, uh, yeah. uh, voice work, uh, I'm in Planet Side 2, uh, MMO I love. Um, yeah, you can check me out on Twitter at Julie Ray, J-U-L-I-E-R-E-I, like the store, not the pop star. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my little tagline. <laughs> or you can check julieray.com. Okay, perfect. I always talk about what's coming up, uh, what I'm interested in, and um, yeah, uh, to quote New Girl, I hope you like feminist rants, because that's kind of my thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for joining us on our show today, Julie, and everybody else, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me in all those fun places at, at Kybacat, at K-A-I-B-A-C-A-T. And let me just say, check out Julie Ray, look her up, mm-hmm. and she's one of my favorite people in the industry, <laughs> and I've loved, no, honestly, I've loved you for, what, we've been in this thing for like eight, nine years, it's been yeah. fantastic, I just mm-hmm. love, love this per- human being next to me. So check out her work. <laughs> Awesome. And you can find me everywhere online at Human Ninja. And you can find me everywhere on the internet at I Am Chubby Bunny. And next week we are going to be reviewing Card Captor Sakura the movie. The Ooh. movie, y'all! So jump number up on one Hulu. or number two? Uh, the first one. Get on Hulu. Yes. Watch it. It's on Hulu, right? Yeah, it's on Hulu. And I think it's also uh, dubbed on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can watch it separate that we'll talk about next week. So we'll see yeah. you guys next week, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Thanks for joining us. Woo! From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed here are those of the hosts only, and not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.